0: WONDERS! Can you eat a nettle? What food comes from the sea? Do potatoes like seaweed? Does honey come from bees? Ever wonder what to grow? Ever wonder what to sow? Let's get in the know! Let's find some POP WONDERS! Hello and welcome to Pot Wonders, where we have all the answers to the food questions you've been wondering about. I'm Wern, and I'm excited to head out and about to answer your questions. But first, to find out what you're wondering about today, let's check in with our roving reporter, Moses Murphy. You're listening to Pot Wonders, where we wonder about all things
1: food, from sowing it on your plot to cooking it in a pot. Hi, I'm Moses Murphy. I like banana, potato and mango. And I'm Pot Wonder's roving reporter. And I'm hungry for answers. Answers to the questions
0: you've always been wondering about.
1: What food can
0: we eat in autumn? Good question. Well, one of my favourite things to eat in autumn is jam. Jam and scones. And who better to talk to about making scones than Top Chef
2: Doreena Allen. Very often our happiest childhood memories are connected to food in some way. And when I was a child, there was always cooking going on in our kitchen because uh, with nine of us, you know, by the time mummy had finished cooking and tidying up from one meal, it was almost time to start to cook for the next. So uh, it depended on the time of the year. But, of course, in the the summer and going into the early autumn when there was lots of fruit uh, like, you know, gooseberries and black currants. And we never seemed to have enough strawberries and raspberries. But, uh, you know, mummy would make jam, of course. and we'd all help her you know we'd uh, be stirring the pot and and stringing the the black currants and top and tailing the gooseberries and so on and uh, then cooking them and then helping to fill them into the jam pots and then of course mummy would make a a lovely big um, tray of scones mummy's sweet scones and you can find that recipe easily because half of Ireland um, makes mummy's sweet scones still but the great thing about doing something like this is that it's fun but also you're learning the skill of how to make something yourself. And that's really important because nowadays a lot of of people have not learned how to cook at all and you know what happens then we're helpless the more skills we have the more skills you learn basically the more you're in control of your own destiny and you're not dependent on other people for what uh, you eat I mean the more things you know how to do the more independent you are it's a really really important lesson for life
0: I feel a wonder bubbling in the pot. Time to check in with Moses to see what other pot wonders you have today. When should you pick apples? Hmm, I'm sure apple farmer Maurice Gilbert can answer this question for us. We caught up with him at the Bloom Food Market to find out more.
3: My name is Maurice Gilbert and we come from a place called Kilfinnan in County Limerick. And I am now an apple farmer. When we started off, the first year was pretty good until October, November... I just had plain juice and apples. So we started in the springtime then doing um, an apple and beetroot juice, and we followed on with an apple and parsnip juice. But you don't taste the the parsnip so much as it softens the apple. So you have a sweetness in it. And uh, we we started blending our different veg and apple and blackcurrant juice, and we came up with one that we call fruit juice. So we spell it F-R-O-O-T, so fruit and root veg. We grow all the apples in Ireland, obviously, but the, there are a, quite a few Dutch varieties. We have varieties like um, Kalina, Sea um, Val, Red Topaz, um, various different varieties, but the Dutch apples are a very juicy apple, and our job is juice, so we want the juiciest apples we can get. I suppose well, what we do is, we would have the tractor, with a bin up behind it, so the bin would take about maybe half a ton of apples. And then we have like a little bucket that we tie around our waist. So you use both hands picking. Everything for our juice must be picked by hand. Anything that goes on the ground would be used for ciders or vinegars or someplace where you have a process involved in jam making, in um, apple sauce making, and they would be the ones that would fall on the ground. But anything for our juices we hand pick. Our climate lends us to have some of the finest apples in the world because apples like rain they like the rainfall and they will always ripen you will always get enough of sunshine but um in particular our apples i suppose in this country are irrigated by rainfall they're not irrigated um by by ponds or lakes or pumping water around them they're irrigated by natural rainfall which is a huge bonus to um to the product
1: Here's the history bit, with food historian Dr Regina Sexton. What did our ancestors eat in autumn?
0: Long, long ago!
4: When you're coming towards the end of summer, and it's kind of like July and August, if you look at food at that point, The things that are doing really well are the fruits, like the berries and the apples and the pears. And I suppose the thing about fruit is that fruit goes really well with sugar. And sugar will also preserve fruit, like salt will preserve meat or fish or butter. So fruit and sugar are a really good combination. If you bring the two of them together, with heat, you get jam. So you can bring the lovely berries from the summer and the autumn, things like blackberries, strawberries, raspberries, black currants. And what happens is that there's a special ingredient in the fruit called pectin. So the pectin in the fruit with the hot sugar, these will combine together when they're hot. And when they're cooled, the pectin will help the mixture go kind of jelly solid. And that's your jam. So jam really couldn't exist before they started growing sugar in the sugar plantations in America. And this is what happens with a lot of foods. When a food is new, it's very special. And then if it's special, more people want it. And as more and more people want it, the food becomes less special. And in many cases, what happens is that it becomes cheaper because there is a bigger demand for a special thing. So when sugar becomes cheap in the 1800s and the 1900s, people can buy sugar And they might have fruits from their own gardens and they bring the two of them together to make jam so they can have a sweet food for going into the winter. And in the middle of all of that, you have two big feasts or festivals. And the one that was really important for Irish people is Halloween, Samhain. And that's in the last day of October, the first day of November. For the Celts and for Irish people, they believed that Samhain, Halloween, was the new year. So their year started in the first day of November. So I suppose they were feeling that this is a desperate time of the year and we're hungry and we're living on all the foods that are really salty. And what starts to happen going through November and into December is that very, very slowly the sun returns and it returns more a little bit, a little bit with the solstice in December. So they're looking ahead as well. So it's desperate. It's the worst time of the year. But they kind of, it's hope that spring will come around again. They have this big celebration, and I suppose it's a celebration of hope. And they eat the foods, I suppose, that they've been collecting in, things like apples and nuts. And the other big thing, of course, was the bread and the barmbrack. And the barmbrack was like a soda bread that we still eat today. Not only do they have parties and feasts with all those lovely potato dishes and the barmbrack and the nuts and the apples, but they also played games with their food Because at Halloween, because it was such a strange time, everything was kind of in disorder and everything was turned upside down. So what they could do at Halloween was they could tell the future. So you had different charms would be put into the bread, like rings and peas and beans. And depending on what you got in your slice of cake or bread, um, that would foretell your future. Okay, So a ring would mean that you would be getting married within the year.
0: Autumn is crunchy leaves and tasty blackberries time of year. But it's also back to school time. But don't worry, this autumn might be the perfect time for you to get growing in your school. So we spoke to DIY expert Mick Kelly, who gave us his tips for starting a school garden.
5: With school gardens, you need to be thinking about things that are either going to be ready before the end of the school term at the end of June, or stuff that can be left in the ground over the summer months and can be harvested then in the autumn. We have a kind of a plan in place to to kind of grow things that you can sow in March that will be ready before the end of June. So three examples of that would be uh, carrots, which are very quick, relatively quick growing, so you can sow them in March and you'll have nice baby carrots by the end of June. Um, And the final one is peas, because peas are a fantastic thing to grow, because you can actually eat them as little pea shoots, even even a couple of weeks after Mm. sowing them, rather than waiting for them to grow into a full-size plant that produces the peas. But if you sow the peas in March, you can either eat them, you know, almost as early as April as pea shoots, or let them grow on, and you could be eating the peas before the end of June. And so they're they're the kind of three great ones for growing, for eating within the school year. And then three examples of things you can kind of leave in the ground over the summer months. And they need very little maintenance, if, if any at all, uh, which is which is the kind of key to them. So three good examples there. Beetroot, again, if you sow it in May, it will be ready to eat in September when you come back to school. And who doesn't love beetroot, like in fairness? Second one would be parsnips. Like not not exactly every child's favourite thing to eat, but you can make amazing parsnip crisps and they're things so like sweet. that.
0: They're so sweet, yeah, they're really, lovely. really
5: sweet. And parsnips, if you sow them in May, can be left in the ground right through until November or December even. They're really tough. Um, And then the final one, pumpkins. Like, And we all, everybody loves pumpkins. They'd be quite happy in the ground with no minding at all. And you should have your pumpkins to carve and eat in October.
0: Some great tips there about school gardening. But we wanted to find out more about what some of your school gardens are like. We visited Holy Trinity National School in Donomede, Dublin to check out what they've been growing.
5: It started with a small patch on this side of the garden and then it was it spread to what you see now, is a, I suppose it's about 50 metres squared and on the other side now we have a tunnel where we can grow stuff all year round. So maybe Daniel might tell you about some of the things we have grown on this side of the garden.
0: We have potatoes, uh, onions, uh, herbs.
5: These are they're
3: the red ones, yeah. They're the red oh, onions.
0: red onions, lovely. And you planted them when? Oh,
2: three
1: weeks
0: ago. And they're up already. Yeah. We've had some good weather. And uh, what else do you have? Potatoes. That's potatoes. You have your own potatoes. Show me them. Did you grow them from plant or from seed? From plant. From a plant. plant. So you put in the plants? Yeah. Yes. What's your favourite kind of potato? I like mashed potato. Which, which way do you like your. Do you like chips? Do you like roasted potatoes? Mashed potatoes? Like chips. Potato wedges. Potato wedges. You like chips? Yes. What do you like? Mashed potato. Oh, mashed potatoes. Classic. Yeah. Do you like gravy? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very good.
5: Oh, these are very they, very you can good. see these. Okay. You can see the gooseberries are, are coming through.
0: And um, what do you like about being in the garden? It's fun. It's just so yeah. fun. Yeah, it's fun. I like getting dirty. You like what? <laughs> getting dirty. And what's growing in the polytunnel? Tunnel? Uh, uh, there's tomatoes,
1: potatoes, onions, and
0: strawberry.
1: Garlic. Strawberries.
0: You're growing garlic? Garlic.
1: Garlic. And sweet peas. Wow.
0: Is it better being out in the polytunnel than being in the classroom? Yes. yes. Do you think everyone should have a garden in their school? Uh, yeah. yeah. Some people aren't as lucky as you, you know. Mm. Yep. Have you ever picked a gooseberry? Uh, no. They're kind of prickly looking, aren't they? We yeah. could
5: good people now because so nice. some are getting a bit bigger. Yeah. Can I take one it's off and have a taste?
0: It's sweet. <laughs> it's sweet? Yeah, but there's like the spikes on it. I'm sure you can't eat it. No, you, so can, yeah, you, you can, can, yeah. You can eat it just the way it is, yeah. How do I open it? You open quite, it for no, me. You just bite no, you it. you just bite it with your teeth. It isn't... They're sweet. Do you have a sweet one? Mm-hmm. What do you think it's like? Think Is it like a grape? Mmm... Kind of. Not really. My granny yeah. uh, gardens too, and um, I have a big pot. I have three pots, so the, like big pots, and um, tomatoes are starting to grow on them. Oh, um, oh. Three toma- tomato plants. Wow, that's great. Yeah. A week ago, my mum bought me the polytunnel at our our, our back garden because I am planting potato, tomato and strawberry. Oh, very good. So you saw this polytunnel at school and you have it now at home as well? Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, but it's not big as that one. No, just a small one. Yeah. But you don't need a really big one if you're only, you know, growing for your family.
5: Feeling nosy? Well, hold on to your
0: snouts because it's time for the Guess the Smell Quiz! Hi, we're the Taste Buds. We all love tasting things here on Pop Wonders, but also we like to smell things because we know that smell is very much involved in tasting things. Did you know that? Taste Buds here in the studio with me? No, not really. It's time for a Taste Buds taste session. Okay, eyes closed. I'm going to take something, I'm going to put it up to your nose, and you're going to have to guess what it is. Okay, your eyes closed? Great. So, rustle these about. Okay. Makes noise a it lot. Makes a lot of noise. It has a very I unusual smell. I think I can smell, smell it from here. Yeah, it's a very unusual smell. This is used a lot in cooking of like hot and spicy foods and it's very fragrant. It's almost like a perfume, it smells like. So I'm gonna let you smell it yourselves. Lola? And Kayla? That smells like the ginger. What do you think it is? Can we open our eyes? You can open your eyes. This is a tricky one now. This is a really tricky one. Oh, let's see. What do they look like? Oh, little pods. Pips or <laughs> something, little yeah. big pips. Do you want to take one out and feel one in your hand? Yep. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My hand Get got your hand stuck. stuck in the glass. <laughs> you need to do that. Good. What's it like? Thanks. A nut or something? It's not a nut, it's a pot. What does it smell like? It kind of reminds me of vanilla. <laughs> I think it smells kind of soapy or like a perfume. What do you think? No guesses? No. Oh gosh. It's um, a cardamom pod. It's I a very unusual that thing is. that you put in curries and stuff. I don't know what that yeah. is. So I don't
2: know what that is. Well, I have, got
0: that. I have to say, you did really, really well. You got a lot of answers, Lola, and you got a lot of tries, Kayla. Well done. You've got very good sniffing senses. Okay, so this is the second thing. So, Vivian, eyes closed, no peeking, I can see you. Take a smell. <laughs> okay, I think I know what it is. Okay. Is it, is it lavender? No, it's like lavender. Okay, ben, you can have a smell. I do not know Oscar? It feels like lavender. Yeah. I think my granny has this. Can we open our eyes now? You can open your eyes. That was a really good guess about lavender because I'll tell you, this is related to lavender, cold. it's from the same family. I it's it, feel, it feels like it. What does it feel like? Feel it? pass it a lavender feel it? It feels just like lavender. Can you can have a little taste break piece off. Do you want that little bit? I'm able to eat it. You are. It's a herb. Do you want a little bit, Oscar? Oh, yeah. It doesn't taste nice. <laughs> it's very strong. <laughs> you know what this is lovely with? It's lovely with roast potatoes and butter. I know what it is, I just forgot. Not mint. Rosemary. Rosemary, Rosemary. well done. Well done for the sniff test, did you enjoy it? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe? Yeah. Yeah? Yep. Okay, thanks a million taste buds, see you again. Bye. Bye. Time to head to Paddy's Plot to see what's growing. Paddy's Patch Hello, my name is Paddy and I like to grow my own fruit and vegetables along with flowers and herbs here on my little allotment in Malahide beside the sea What to do in autumn, what to plant I like to plant beetroot, kale and baby spinach and maybe even some uh, Brussels sprouts as well The things I like to harvest are blackberries cauliflower even some raspberries are still growing celery and apples what to do around the plot to maintain it if you want spring flowers like daffodils tulips and bluebells well now is the best time to plant those bulbs and you can cover unused beds with newspapers and compost from your kitchen like banana skins potato peels and carrot peels and as I said before even some cardboard
1: Time to check in with the Science Buds to find out more. So today on Pop Wonders we are talking about things in autumn. Autumn is one of my favourite times of year. What happens to the leaves on the trees?
0: They all fall down.
1: They all fall down. They change colour first, don't they? Yeah. So in the summertime, what colour are most of the leaves? Green. Green, exactly. So there's this thing called a pigment. Have you heard of that word before? No. Okay, a pigment is really just another name for a colour. And in nature, we have lots of pigments. We have the green pigment, and that one's called chlorophyll. Have you heard of that before? No. No. No? Chlorophyll. And then we have one called carotene. It makes things yellowy-orange. Can you guess what vegetables we might find that into? Carrot. Carrots. Very good. And there's another colour that we often see in leaves in autumn. It's kind of a reddy-purply colour, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Now, there's a pigment with a very special name that gives them that colour. And it's called anthocyanin. Can you say that?
0: Anthocyanin.
1: It's a big name for a small pigment, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And that gives things its reddy, purpley color. So we find it in red apples and even a red cabbage, or sometimes we call it a purple cabbage. And that's got lots of that pigment called anthocyanin. Mm -hmm. Now there's something fun about anthocyanin and I thought we might explore that in this experiment today. Have you ever heard of something called an acid?
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Have you ever heard of something called a base or an alkali? No. 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 Okay. Too. So really, alkali or base—they're both two words for the same thing. Okay. So an alkali is really just kind of like the opposite of an acid. Okay. Some things are acid, some things are base, and some things are neither. So we say they're neutral. But that lovely red purple pigment called anthocyanin, it reacts to things that are acids and bases. So let's see what happens when we mix it with different kinds of things, okay? So I have three cups here, one, two, three. Let's put something different in each of them. Rowan, will you pour some of the vinegar into the first cup, okay? What colour is it? See-through. See-through, so it's colourless. Isn't that right? And that is an acid. Okay, I'm going to put plain old water into this one. And that's colourless too, isn't it? Yeah. Fia, in the third cup, you're going to first put in some water. And then you're going to add a spoon of baking soda. Do you know what we use it for? Baking. Baking. Baking exactly the clues in the name isn't it we use it for baking and then we want to dissolve it so we need to stir it here's a stirrer will you give that a mix you want to dissolve all of that baking soda into the water okay so now we have three glasses in front of us and they all are see-through but we know one of them has got vinegar in it and that's an acid one of them has water in it and that's neutral And one of them has bread soda in it, and that's a base. So time to add our anthocyanin and see what happens. So do you know what I did? I took that lovely purpley-red cabbage and I boiled it up in some water. And then I took the water and I froze it into these ice cubes. What colour are they? Purple. What we're going to do is we're going to plop an ice cube into each of these glasses... And we're going to see what happens. Okay, will we give it a go? Okay. Would you like to take one of these purple ice cubes and pop it into any one of the glasses? That one. Do you remember what that one was? Vinegar. Vinegar, okay. Fia, will you take an ice cube and pop it into one of the other glasses? Uh Uh-huh. Anything interesting happening? Yeah, it turned blue. Well... Before we talk about that, let me pop one more ice cube into the last remaining glass. Now, so when we started off, we had three glasses, didn't we? And they yeah. all contained a colourless liquid. Mm-hmm. What do we have now? We have three different colours. What's in this one, Rowan? Um, it's kind of red, but at the start it was purple. So this one was colourless and then you added your cube of cabbage juice and now it's gone. Red. A nice bright red. Okay, Fia, this one you added to, And that one's gone. What colour? Blue. And what was in that one, Fia? Baking soda. Okay. And then look at the one I prepared. It had just water in it. And now, what colour is that? Purple. So it's the same color as the ice cube that we added. So that's the really cool thing about anthocyanin. It changes color depending on whether it is mixed with an acid or a base. So isn't that a pretty cool pigment? I think that's really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember what it's called? Mmm, big funny name? No. And Mm -hmm. so... And so... So... Anthocyanin. Anthocyanin. It's
0: a cool name too, Cyanin. isn't it? Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, that's science.
0: We always learn lots from Dr. Naomi Lavelle and the science buds. But now it's time to learn more about cooking in autumn. It's time for today's recipe. So today's recipe is blackberry and apple overnight oats. So overnight oats, has anybody ever tried that before? Have you tried it, Lola? No, but I am excited to. So I've got two jars in front of you and they're kind of half filled with oats. Can you see that? So that's what porridge looks like when it's not cooked. It's raw oats, okay? So what we're gonna do is we're gonna grate some apple in on top of the oats and we're going to put some blackberries in with it and then we're going to sprinkle with cinnamon and add a little bit of honey and then you can take that home with you today and when you get home just before you go into bed you can put some milk or some yogurt in on top of it stir it around and leave it in the fridge overnight and tomorrow it'll be like a kind of a mousse like a pudding it'll be almost like a dessert so open your jars great stuff wonderful okay so in front of you lola there there's a grater So if you want to pop that over your jar, have you used a grater before? Yes. You have, it's kind of tricky, you have to watch your fingers and you have to get help from a grown-up, so I'm here helping you. And we have an apple. So I want you to grate just a little bit of apple in on top there, so it's very gentle, don't go too rough in case you might drop your hand and hurt yourself. And while that's happening, I'm gonna get Kayla to pick out some blackberries that look good. Some of them might be a little bit, you know, not as good as others, so I want you to pick out. Oh, you have blackberries in your back garden. Wow, you should pick them and make some oats or make a slushy with them. (laughs) How many do I take out? Pick out maybe six. Six, Scrape any extra apple into the jar that's on the back of the grater. Just careful because it's sharp. Okay, so grating's done. Can you add some cinnamon to yours, Kayla? So there's cinnamon in front of you. Do you want to take a smell and see what it's like first?
1: Oh, yeah, I smelled this before
0: yeah it's in cakes and a lot of baking and things so pop it into the just a little tiny sprinkle at the top that's perfect and so when you go home you can add some yogurt or some milk to this and some chia seeds or little black seeds or any seeds you have at home and some milk and yogurt screw the lid on pop it in the fridge overnight and then tomorrow when you're eating it you can add some honey and it'll be lovely so what does it look like oats at the bottom what next okay a lot of oats at the bottom berries um on one side and then a bit of grated apple a bit underneath. and then cinnamon on top cinnamon on you top. can add honey at home add the milk when you go home give it a shake and then leave it in and the look. fridge would you be able to like dump this in a bowl and then put milk with it absolutely but the idea of overnight oats is that you soak it so that overnight it becomes a pudding so it absorbs all the milk so it's actually gooey in the morning oh so do we put milk in it tonight before you put it in the fridge yeah. thanks a million for your help guys And thank you for joining us, The Recipe. Autumn is the perfect time for picking blackberries, but be careful not to hurt your hands with thorns. You can wear a pair of gloves or woolly socks when you're out picking. Bring a bag and bring them home. Today's recipe is Blackberry and Apple Overnight Oats, a perfect autumn breakfast. Here's what you'll need. Cinnamon, an apple, chia seeds, a teaspoon of honey, a handful of blackberries, a half a cup of oats, low-fat yogurt and milk or almond milk, whichever you prefer. Take a jar, an old jam jar will do. Half fill the jar with oats. Add a small dollop of yogurt and some milk and stir until all the oats are wet and covered. Now grate some apple on top. Sprinkle with some chia seeds. Add a teaspoon of honey and stir through. Now sprinkle some cinnamon over your oats and top with a handful of blackberries. If you like flaked almonds, you can add these two to the top. Pop in the fridge overnight, and in the morning, you will have the perfect snack or the perfect breakfast. Today we were talking about all the foods we eat in autumn. So, picture autumn in your mind. The warmth of summer is leaving and it's getting cooler every day. The leaves are changing colour and falling from the trees. They are scrunched up and dry and make a crunch sound when you step on them. Take your shoes off and, sitting comfortably, place your feet on the floor. Now, scrunch up your toes like a crunchy autumn leaf and then let go and wriggle your toes. Scrunch and wriggle. Scrunch and wriggle now swing your legs just a little gently forward and backwards while staying seated stay rooted on your chair just swinging your legs gently forward and backwards breathing in and out like the wind of autumn and picture the trees swaying in the breeze as their leaves fall when you're ready You can pop your shoes back on and you should feel that your legs are nice and awake now and that you're a little more relaxed. We're ready to eat. Bon appétit! That's all the pot wonders we have for today. All this talk of food is making me peckish, so I'm off to see what's in the pot for lunch. Catch you next time for more pot wonders. This series was made with the support of BAI Sound and Vision Funding.